Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. Blog Talk Radio. Harder when you feel like you're becoming a target. Gotta win free for fools. I ain't let them all know that they're looking in the mind of a monster. Looking for anybody who wanna record them. I don't want any money, I wanna leave them heartless. I just wanna tell them if I had them my way, you'd have never had a motherfucking heart to start with. Let's go, and anybody show me the way to my soul. Keeping the wicked in the way that I know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off the Rails Radio with your host, Tom Wing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Off the Rails Radio. I am Tom Wing, as you well know. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in on this on this nice, nice, cool Monday, Monday evening. Uh, hope everybody out there is having a great time. Before I bring my special guest on the air, I want to uh, bring you up to date on a couple things. I'm trying to line up a guest uh, in the future. We've Me and him have kind of discussed it on Twitter a couple times, and... Before, when I first started, my highest rated episode was on the West Memphis Three murder case back in 1993. Um, I had seen a movie called Devil's Knot, and it, it got me into the case. And um, one of the men that was falsely charged with the, the murder of, of three young boys was named Damien Eccles. And of course, they was late, and they haven't been exonerated, but they have the proof that uh, they were innocent of all the crimes and cop they offered plea and that's another you know if you want it if you want the details on that go listen to the podcast i have been in contact with damien eccles and on twitter and i'm hoping crossing my fingers hoping to have him on a future episode um uh, we've had we've we've exchanged a couple messages and uh, some people's been asking me about that episode and about the case and i will keep you guys up to date i'm hoping it's going to be within the next month or so because he, he does stay quite busy um I want to thank Amazon for for sponsoring me for this episode of Off the Rails Radio. And with that, I want to bring on the queen of every damn thing, Felony Fox. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, especially since I'm not just the queen of every damn thing. I'm now a Hall of Famer. (laughs) And congratulations on that. Um, That's one of the things I wanted to talk about on this nice, nice, lovely evening. a couple weeks ago was the Georgetown Hall of Fame show, and I've I've noticed in the last couple years that it seems it seems like every promotion they have their own Hall of Fame to the point where sometimes the 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 act seems more tongue in cheek or watered down, but this your Hall of Fame. Yeah, the prestige seems to be watered down, definitely. Yes, where it just seems like you know you go, you can go out on the street, throw a football to guy, and hit a Hall of Famer. It's the way it seems to me. And, Why? But MWA was the first promotion of that's been around since we were born. You know. Um, Why? Well, you were born, maybe. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Um, and they sadly went out of business a year, maybe two ago. I'm not sure on the Pacifics. Um, and, and UWF has kind of picked it, picked that up with the George, 
Georgetown Hall of Fame. What sets the Georgetown Wrestling Hall of Fame different than any other Hall of Fame somebody might see advertised? Because UWF did not present the UWF Hall of Fame. In fact, what we did was uh, UWF was proud to present the Georgetown, Kentucky Wrestling Hall of Fame, which carries 45 years of tradition with it. And to my knowledge, it was not done. And um, we didn't lightly introduce a Hall of Fame. We've been in business in Georgetown weekly for five years. And Mm -hmm. it was my thought, as well as Kudo's thought, that uh, we needed to establish ourselves before we could introduce a Hall of Fame with any type of legitimacy. And when we decided the inductees, it wasn't something that was fly by night or or thought of spur of the moment. This was nearly a year um, that we took into consideration before deciding who the initial um, inductee class would be. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, let's just run through the names real quick, which I don't have anything in front of me, but I'm going to see how well I remember how many who was all inducted. And we'll talk. We'll actually. My plan is, is I, w- I would like to touch on each one individually. But um, Wildcat Chris Harris uh, was inducted. Princess Patty, Gentleman Jim Chadwick, Tracy Smothers, Danny Fargo, and I want to and some some woman. Uh, uh, crap, her name is Ah Moon Dog Fifi. I was getting to her. I was kind of taking a dig at you. <laughs> Felony, yeah. Felony Fox and Moondog Fifi, Diane Von Hoffman. Um, you were actually not aware that you were getting inducted. Am I correct? Um, I was not on the list of the 2014 class of inductees, at least not presented to me. I did have some input mm-hmm. into who the inductees would be, but um, until the end of the ceremony, no, I was not aware that I would be inducted. Yeah, I was I was actually in the locker room, and Nick Vickers, or Vegas, or whatever he's called now, um, he had something in his hand, and he, he like, wouldn't let me see it. I'm like, dude, what are you getting ready to do? <laughs> And he's like, he's like, you'll see, you'll see. I was like, man, you can tell me. He said, he he showed me the plaque, and I was blown away. But at the same time, I was like, you know, you deserve it, because I, in my opinion, as far as women's wrestling goes, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Nobody has put in as much effort to get professional wrestling featuring women more respected in the state of Kentucky than you. Thank you. You're welcome. I do appreciate that. However, um, the contributions that I made was not solely focused on women's wrestling. Keep Mm -hmm. in mind, when uh, UWF brought wrestling back to Georgetown in 2010, um, we were not UWF. We were actually UWA, which my father Mm -hmm. was the promoter of that promotion, Uh, My father has been a promoter since 2004, but he had been dormant um, for a few years. And, um, again, Mm -hmm. wrestling had been gone from Georgetown for a better part of seven years. And I was lucky enough to gain the affection and respect of Marion and Nancy Criswell, who are the owners of the Georgetown Bingo Hall. I took a chance. Mm-hmm. I went in there. Um, I actually spoke to them on my lunch hour and presented them um, with a proposition to bring wrestling back and to see if they were interested in that. And they, in fact, were. So in September mm-hmm. of uh, 2010, they agreed to the proposition, and wrestling did return to Georgetown uh, after a seven-year uh, quiet and I was intricate in making that happen. However, the night of the Hall of Fame ceremony, it did 
take me aback. Um, I did not expect it. I had no prior knowledge of it. And I still sit in awe and look at my plaque. And with the caliber of people that were inducted into that class, um, I still look at myself and I wonder if I deserved to be there because their sacrifices were many and their contributions were <clears throat> bountiful. And uh, to say that it's an honor is an understatement. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's go through the inductees. We'll start with Gentleman Jim Chadwick. What was your thoughts on him being inducted? And from what I understand, the Athletic Commission, who, well, everybody knows who they are, you know, you, you have to have a certain permission to get in the ring. And you know, I thought it was very cool that they afforded him that permission, his, his camera, that permission to accept on behalf of his father. Uh, what was your the, thoughts on Gentleman Chadwick going in? The KBWA has been very gracious to UWF. And any opportunity that there's been for us to honor Gentleman Jim, they, they have always went above and beyond to allow us the opportunity to give him his due respect. So the fact that they allowed his son Cameron to accept the honor and to accept his plaque um, was wonderful. Um, I'm beyond words for that. I got the opportunity and the pleasure of inducting Jim into the Hall of Fame. Um, I adored Jim. We were very close. Um, I have one of two wrestling fathers, the other being rated X Jimmy Wild, number one. But the other that guided me and and gave me a lot of knowledge and information was Jim. And uh, not a lot of people know this. I actually spent my birthday last year at the hospital with Jim. And he he passed away the day following my birthday. So my birthday this year will have a different meaning and my life will forever be impacted by his loss. I know that it pales to what his family feels, but aside from my personal loss and his family's loss, the loss to the wrestling industry at large is indescribable. I miss him every day and he definitely mm-hmm. deserves the honor of being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as you know, as with most people, sometimes you love Chadwick and sometimes you just wanted to choke him. <laughs> but I learned well, I a lot wanted from to him. Choke him ninety percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, same <laughs> but here. I adored him. Yeah, and I learned a lot from him. You know, and it's like when I blew out my knee like, earlier this year, uh, I could hear Chadwick saying something he would always used to say to me. That's what you get for ta- that's what you get for getting in the ring before a show. Because <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he, when I would be in there helping your your guys' trainees out, and I was in there, you know, going through the the drills, and he's like, "You're going to yeah. get hurt, and you're on the show. Stop doing that crap." And yeah. of course, I didn't so Jim, look like an idiot. Jim, I didn't listen. Jim's contributions for me beyond the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. Jim was there as a personal mentor, and like I said before, you know, he was one of my wrestling dads, and. You know, when I was having a bad day or or something was going wrong in my life or maybe I was just feeling unloved that day, I knew he was just a phone call away. And, you know, to this day, I still have not deleted his phone number out of my contacts. I just can't bring myself to do it. But, you know, some, some days, some days, you know, it's rough. I really miss. Him. All right, and okay, let's move on to the next Hall of Fame, which I didn't name him earlier when I was running through the names, and he's probably going to kill me once he hears hears that. And that's Lone Wolf Bobby Blade. Ah, uh, you're Lone Wolf <laughs> Bobby Blade. Who took the liberties of insulting me a minimum of three times in his inducting his induction speech? Horse's ass that he is. 
Um, he had me rolling. And <laughs> yeah, he really enjoyed himself. <laughs> I'm glad he did. Uh, Bobby Blade, we could do a segment alone on the contributions of Bobby Blade and all the reasons why he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, he was one of my first mentors. He was one of the first people to stand on the other side of the ring to give me guidance and, um, and instruct me on what I needed to do to develop as a wrestler, not just as a female, but as a wrestler, as a professional wrestler. And um, he was very kind to me. Um, the knowledge that he gave me is invaluable, and I will forever be grateful to him, even though I will add one final time, probably not the final time, he did ruin the very first Vicious Vixen show by crashing it on a technicality to become the very first Vixen's uh, title holder. He was the first Vixen's champion. Thanks for that, you jackass. <laughs> I'm sure he enjoyed every minute of it. I remember. Oh, I'm sure he did. I remember him telling me, he's like, I've gotten more flack from guys in wrestling over winning that belt than anything I've ever done to piss off a There were a lot of guys in the business that did not appreciate the effort that we were trying to make with the victims huh. division. And God loved Bobby Blade and Jim Chadwick, God rest his soul, for the contributions that they made to that show because they did not fall privy to the condescending opinions that people had of it. They thought it was a one-hit wonder. We've had four, I might add. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the fifth-year tradition, we won't be hosting Vicious Vixens, but we will be hosting the Vicious Vixens Hall of Fame. That holds the prestige all its own. Aside from that, I don't think that the show would have been the success that it was without the contributions of those two men. So to Bobby Blade and Gentleman Jim Chadwick, allow me to say on behalf of all of the Vicious Vixens, past and present, thank you for what you did for us. Thank you for giving us the knot that we so needed and deserved. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm echoing the same sentiment. Uh, Bobby, uh, if I was to have a best friend in the business, I would have to say it was Bobby Blade. Bobby's the one I go, I would go to, and I still do about anything. Uh, he's always my go-to guy, and, he, and what I love about him is the same I love about you and Cujo. You shoot it straight. You ain't gonna tell me what I want to hear. And you know, if he's not if he's watching one of my matches, and if and if he's watching one of my matches, and I do something that looks like shit, he's like, dude, that sucked. And here's mm-hmm. what. But, but what I liked about Bobby is what something that I don't see a lot. It's not. It's not just hey, that looked like shit. It's that looked like shit. Here's how you fix it. The next time, he was like that. You're like that. Cujo's like that. X is like that. But not a lot of not a lot of people are, and that shows me how much they care about the business and how much they love the business. And You're how much, not doing you know, the business any they get, Hey, we gotta we gotta get this business ready for for the next generation, or it ain't gonna be here. That's right. And That's without right. Bobby Blade and, and Jim not only and that, host the future generation, that just doesn't the future generation definitely, but you're not doing the present generation any favors by sugarcoating it and making them feel mm-hmm. good about what they just did. You got to tell them what they did wrong so that yep. next time they get it right. Exactly. And I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next name, Tracy Smothers. I told you before, we could do a show on the contribution to pro wrestling as a whole on Tracy alone. But me personally, Tracy's been a mentor to me. Um, He's been very kind to me. He's always been supportive of our efforts in Georgetown and the fact that not only are we trying to present uh, a live pro wrestling show, 
but we're trying to carry on a tradition. And in his work, we have followed up people like Fargo, Dale Mann, and uh, the endeavors of the MWA. And um, with an exception of that, to my knowledge, I stand corrected if I'm wrong, but we do have five years in a very historical wrestling town, which on top of that makes us target for animosity um, uh, among Mm -hmm. other things. But here's the thing. When those things start happening, I look back to the words of people like Tracy Smothers, whose opinion actually counts, and he gives the nod for what we're doing. So if I have the respect and the nod of somebody like Tracy Smothers, who else can stand to contest him? Amen. He absolutely, absolutely deserves to be in the Georgetown Wrestling Hall of Fame for all the years of service that he's provided. And I just didn't, while you were talking, and you said he's talking about the four, the five years, um, I was doing the math in my head. And you, as of September, I can't remember the exact, it was around the 10th of Our very, very, very first show, I do yeah. believe, was September the 12th. Of well, 2015. My, yeah, because my, my mom. My mom I'm passed sorry, away. I'm so sorry. Of 2010, I stand corrected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because my mom had passed away in September 21st, 2010, and uh-huh. I, rem- I remember mom was still alive at the, when at the first show because everybody thought mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be there because my mom was mm-hmm. in a coma. Um, wow. You right as of that day this year, you are entering your fifth year. Just we are entering your... our fifth year. We are. Yes. Yes. Um, just to clear up anybody out there that wants to, for some stupid reason, argue about it, <laughs> um, that there's your clarification. They're entering their fifth year. And yes. It's, and and I'm not going to lie. This this isn't something you're going to expect me to say. I didn't have my doubts on on you guys running a successful show. I had my when I when it first started, I had my doubts on a weekly successful show, because as you and Cujo have found out, it can, it's quite a headache having a weekly show. <laughs> it is. Um, so when we did the Hall of Fame um, on September the fourteenth, we yes. made a decision mm-hmm. that for one thing, five years of a weekly, uh, one year of a weekly show is a daunting task. That's 52 shows. Yes, it is. Uh, The only Sunday that we took off, we even performed on Christmas. The only Sunday that we took off, excluding snow days, that made it dangerous for fans uh, and competitors alike. Um, The only Sunday that we took off was once a year on WrestleMania, which, as everybody knows, is wrestling's Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, I remember the I remember the very first year you guys tried on WrestleMania, and we looked out into the crowd, and I was just like, maybe next year we need not do this on WrestleMania. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, considering that it was WrestleMania, we still yeah. did a decent draw. Yeah. Um, for for what it was, but we made the decision not only based on the crowd draw, but the fact that you know what, I'd like to be at home watching this. Yeah. And so that was a decision that we made that we would take off WrestleMania Sunday each year, and that would be our Sunday off. Uh Um, So that's what we did. And that was the only Sunday that we took off. So there have been 200-plus mutually respective shows that have been done, and uh, successfully, I might add. And uh, we regret nothing. However, uh, we did make the decision a few weeks prior to the Hall of Fame that we would cut our schedule back in Georgetown to be the first and the third Sunday of each month. And um, that's what we plan to do. Uh, We'll see where that takes us if it's not satisfactory. Mm -hmm. Who knows what schedule we will decide to return to. Yeah. Um, but for the time being, 
our schedule respectively will be the first and the third Sunday of each month. Yeah, because and what a lot of fans sometimes may not understand is the toll an every week show can take on a performer that's there every single week. And I was one of them. I was there from the very yeah. first show up until, I want to say, September of 2012. And mm-hmm. barring the few shows that I was I was given that weekend off, and then I got hurt for a month, you know, and back in 2011 and everything, I was pretty beat up by the end of my run and to the point where it was just like, I don't yeah, want to do so it can anymore. You, can, you imagine, can you imagine how Cujo and I feel? Yeah, I mean, I can just – I mean, I've talked to Cujo many times telling me just about the headaches of it, and that was part of the reason that USWF never went weekly is because Jimmy understood that headache, and he didn't want it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, he, he did my weekly as well. So uh, who yeah, are the who are the we've off so far? Okay, we have gotten through Jim Chadwick. We've gotten through Bobby Blade and Tracy Smothers. Next up on is Wildcat Chris Harris. Wildcat Chris Harris. Again, with each inductee, we could probably do a show segment for each of them. Um, Wildcat Chris Harris. Uh, Most notably independent, he was known for NWS with Roger Ruffin. Then he advanced his career on to TNA, one half of uh, America's Most Wanted Tag Team. And then he advanced on to the WWE for a very brief stint there. And uh, Mm -hmm. a lot would say that that was not successful. But to those people, I say, for every critical opinion, (laughs) yeah, for every critical opinion that there is, for his stint in the WWE. All those people sitting back that have an opinion of it, um, last I checked, they weren't offered a contract with WWE yeah. for any amount of time. So, I want to touch, on, I wanna touch on that. I want to touch on that one minute for just one minute. We've got 33 minutes left. We've got plenty of time. But it, yeah. it amazes me the people that will, will slam people that – have you know like um, Crazy Mary Dobson, Pondo, you know Mary Elizabeth Monroe? That you know they they got the chance to be rosebuds. Uh, Sean Schultz did last week, I believe, from Tennessee. And it's like these people would slam you know this this uh well, the, how is this show ones, still on the air? The ones who have if, a negative opinion about that. Last time I checked, you weren't offered to be a roadie, so that makes yeah. your opinion irrelevant. And when you speak out hatefully against it, it just makes you look really small and petty. Yeah. And it's just, it just amazes me, the people, you know, you know, Chris Harris, I ain't going to lie, the first time I met him, which was actually at the 40th anniversary, and I think he had just come off of his WWE stint, I think. Mm-hmm. And he I didn't think too much of him. He never said nothing to me. He just but, but but this time in getting to meet Chris Harris, totally different guy in my opinion. He was nice. Um him and Flapjack had no, I was in the Battle Royal for a cup of coffee and my it was my first time in the ring since I hurt my knee and they were both saying really good things about me. That got back to me. Um and you know, how can you not hear that and be like that's, you know, that's awesome that, you know, they're taking the time out to say, hey, this guy's he's not bad. I, um, I have had the opportunity hmm. of knowing uh, Chris Harris um, since 2004 personally. Um, we hmm. have a mutual friend in common, and regardless of whatever opinions floated around, he was never anything but helpful, decent, and kind to me. Um, I never knew anything else. Whatever came after was irrelevant to me um, because I knew him as a human being. I was happy for his success. I was crushed for the way things ended. But what you have to look at is how he handled it all. Um, He held his head high. He continued on. And in my opinion, in closing to that statement, is – he still has 
a, a very successful career ahead of him on the independent level. And at the end of the day, what he can be proud of is the fact that he made it there 99.9% of the people that he knows never will. So for that alone, be proud, brother. Hold your head up. Carry on. Good things are in the future for you. Mm-hmm. I want to take a, 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 a small a one-minute detour. I just got a message from somebody that wanted me to ask if you still hate their face. Eddie Gonzalez. Wants Eddie to know Gonzalez. If you still hate his face. I hate his face so much, I friggin' love it. <laughs> I'm, I, I listen to his podcast every every Tuesday whenever I'm not at work. And I love his podcast. I love how frank he is. And oh, I do too. He just wanted me to. Eddie is a class act. Let me tell you right now. And aside from Eddie, um, I adore his wife, Heather Owens, H2O. She is the current longest running Vixens champion under 24 7 rules, I might add. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very fortunate to make their acquaintance. Adore them, both of them. Oh, and hey, by the way, Eddie. Your wife's boobs are fabulous. <laughs> oh, oh, I I don't know if he's listening in or not, but if oh, he's if he if he is, he heard it. Well, he may be watching Monday Night Raw. <laughs> uh, but um, moving on, uh, how about fabulous Danny Fargo? Fabulous Danny Fargo. I did not get the pleasure of personally knowing him, but with Rated X being my daddy, I guess it is a safe assumption to say that he's my grandfather in the wrestling business, and all of his contributions are many, and inducting him into the Hall of Fame was Lone Wolf Bobby Blade's pleasure, and I felt very fortunate to be there to witness it. Yeah, I never got a chance to meet Danny. He passed away, I think, a few months before I got in the bed. Actually, got broke in by X. Uh, but yeah. I would always hear tons of stories and hear his phrases. Like, you know, you can't turn, can't turn chicken sit chick chicken shit into chicken salad was one of them. Ain't <laughs> that it? I can't, I can't tell you how many times X told me that, and he said it'd always be like Fargo said, can't turn chicken salad into chicken shit. And, That's right. <laughs> um, but I've heard, I've never heard a bad thing about him. Uh, him and Blade, X and Blade, both just told me stories upon stories of, of their time with Fargo, and it was always Fargo, not Danny Fargo, not Fameless Danny Fargo, just Fargo. Fargo. <laughs> All right, we got two more names left that I can recall. We're going to get to those, and then we're going to take some calls live on the air. I got one person in the in the on the switchboard, just patiently waiting, and. Then we'll play a little wrestling word association, which I was originally planning on doing word association and doing it with the Hall of Fame names, but that's technically what we're doing right now. (laughs) All right, Princess Patty. Princess Patty, adore her. If Rated X is my daddy, then she's definitely my mama as well as all of us Vixens that are here today, we owe her a debt of gratitude that could never be expressed with a plaque, um, Mm -hmm. a three-hour show, um, a one-hour interview, or anything of the like. I had the personal pleasure of getting to know Patty on a human level outside of the business, and she's probably uh, 75% responsible uh, for my involvement in the business. Um, I got to tell that great story at the Hall of Fame show. Um, it was a feud between our kids, actually, on the playground <laughs> was uh, uh, what fueled uh, the induction, or introduction, rather, of the princess to the future queen. <laughs> and uh, everything that she did led up to the birth of the Vixens division. 
she she worked with, of course, Moondog Fifi. Um, she broke my sister-in-law, Lady Perfection, into the business. She worked with Peaches. She worked with Cindy. I regret the fact that I never got a match with her. She left the business before I hit my fever pitch. Um, that is one of my big regrets. I hate that we never had a match, but the wealth and knowledge that that woman possesses for what it takes to be a successful female in a male-dominated business, it's, it's, it's endless. And all I can say to her is I love you. Thank you so much. And the debt of my gratitude is endless. All right. Yeah, I had, like you, I'd never got to work with Patty. Uh, I met her. I met her at the first Georgetown show that you guys had, and she remembered me, which surprised me because I hadn't seen her since. <laughs> and right, she told you know just had nothing but nice things to say say to me, and told me you know told me to keep you know keep at it and everything, even though I'd I'd right. been out with money and all that, but love her to death and. It's, she's also one of those that you know. It's the business is sorely missing right now. And, oh yeah. All right, we got one more name, and it is Moondog Fifi. Moondog Fifi trained under the fabulous Moolah. She actually was responsible for uh, breaking Princess Patty into the business, which, as I said, you know, gave birth to uh, all other wealth of things. And um, actually, my first contact with CC was in 08. And uh, actually, we were a clash of personalities. But um, I was still green. But I'd worked I, a lot I at think that I point. That. Yeah, I, I'd worked enough at that point that I felt like that. I was entitled to my opinion. I stood my ground, and even if if she if her and I her and I's opinion did not meet, it didn't mean that I was wrong. And um, this is funny, and a lot of people don't know this. Of all the years that we had contact and uh, exchanged ideas and whatnot. The first time that I actually met her in person was the night of the Hall of Fame when she was inducted. But at mm-hmm. no time did I ever doubt the fact that she definitely belonged there and that we owed her so much. And in conclusion to that, um, you said that we had one final inductee. There was actually one more that mm-hmm. was a, a surprise to myself in addition to me being inducted and that was legendary Larry D. Anything you want to express on that? And because I know he was—I know he's from Georgetown. He's actually been in the business a lot, or a lot, a yeah. long time. Um, Larry, Larry actually came in a year before I did. He participated in uh, some of the training some of my early training uh, before I went on to finish with Big Dog Cujo and Rowdy Red. Big shout out to Rowdy Red. Love you, brother. Um, And, of course, my brother, the maniac Michael Payne. Um, With Larry, uh, I can say that business relations may not be what I hope they would be right now. But aside from all that, the Hall of Fame is not about the pissing wars that's going on among federations. Those have been since the beginning of time. Larry has one opinion. We have another. And that's fine because we can agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, Larry's contribution to the business at large could not be ignored Um, when doing the initial class induction. He definitely deserves to be there. 
Um, he has he he's given life and limb like many of us have, and to ignore that contribu- contribution uh, during such an important event would have been foolish. Um, mm-hmm. He initially had been invited to do the induction for Gentleman Jim Chadwick. He was not able to attend, but that did not influence the decision that was made to induct him into that Hall of Fame. He definitely deserved to be there. So in in closing to all of that, every person that was put into that Hall of Fame, it was not taken lightly. There were several factors that were considered when making the decision among the UWF board to induct those people. And I think every single person that was inducted was a very highly prestigious class. And again, I will say one more time, not sure that I deserve it, but very, very honored to be among that class. And I want to take a moment to thank the class for embracing me, making me feel welcome, and thank you to the UWF board when making the decision to do the initial class for including me. I accept it, and I'm very, very grateful and proud. You know what? I think, and I agree with everything you're saying, and I, but I think we're missing one, one important uh, and you're gonna, you're probably gonna kill me for this because you're gonna think I'm gonna go with it one way, but really I'm going with it another. I want to, on behalf of myself, induct some some people into the Georgetown Hall of Fame, and that is all the fans that have come to to watch us do what we do, to watch Absolutely. us risk our body. Yeah. I want to induct them as an honorary member into into the Georgetown and any other Hall of Fame really that that has 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 any salt to it. Without them, who are we doing it for? Nobody. And our, and without you guys, we uh, we we wouldn't be where we're at. And mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody. Uh, yeah. You don't have a problem with that little induction, do you? Absolutely not. Very awesome. fair and well-deserved. All right. And on that note, we are going to open up the call, the call line. Mm-hmm. Okay. The the guest call in number is three four seven eight five seven three one five six. Call in if you have anything you want to say about the Hall of Fame. You're more than welcome. If you want to ask Felony some questions, that's great. But I want for time constraints, we're going to stick it to one question per caller. On my last couple podcasts, I I let them have two to three and. We ran out of time, and I wasn't able to fit everything I needed to fit in, into that show. So we're just going to stick it to one question. Um, I've got somebody on hold, but I have a feeling who that is. Uh, we're going to get to them a little later. Um, we're going to open oh, up. Oh, why wait? Why wait? Are you sure? Why wait? <laughs> uh, it, it may not be who you're thinking it is. Uh, okay, we'll bring it on. I'm ready. Okay. 859-351. You are on the air. Tom Wing, Scott Diamond, how you doing tonight, Daddy? Oh, I'm doing God. great. <laughs> I'm doing great. Well, look, you know what? As I said to you last week, Felony Fox and I may not give along, but I have to give her due. You know what? She is a woman. She knows how to go to the kitchen and get a man a drink. She can wash some dishes. Hell, she might even can cook. So when I knew she was going to be on the program tonight, I wanted to call in and say, Miss Fox, <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? You're <laughs> and, and while we're on the air, Scott Diamond, how about you go to the den and get my Hall of Fame plaque and polish that bitch up, turn it sideways, and stick it up your candy beep? <laughs> well, you know, Sony Fox, Again, I am a man that gives credit where credit is due. You are in the Hall of Fame, so now you are a Hall of Famer, and you deserve that. But I'm not going to candy, candy coat anything with you because I never do. You and I, we had our run in the hay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long enough, if you ask me, because I'll tell you, 
You leave oh, it we're the Diamond so Cartel. We are so not done. You leaving the Diamond Cartel and turning your back was the biggest mistake of your career. So I just wanted to point out some things and give you a little history lesson, and maybe you can reflect and come to your senses. Mm-hmm. We battled it out last year for the general manager spot at the UWF, and I won. I have pulled in as a manager more gold than anybody as a manager, so that includes you too. So twice I won. And, Tom, if you're with me on this one, Daddy, last week, Felony Fox, something that I take big pride in, I beat your record. You're good. You set the record. You set the precedent. You were the measuring stick for off-the-rail radio. But last week, Scott Diamond and the Diamond Cartel followers, we broke your record. (laughs) Oh, God, I love it. I love it. I beat you one more time, Felony. Yeah, let me address the Scott Diamond (laughs) zombie. Okay. Um, My statistics and records were earnestly earned. I didn't go along and beg anybody to listen to my podcast. They did of their own free will. You recruit and enact zombies for sale. There are a price on their heads, and that's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. Keep flipping your wallet out there. Keep buying these (laughs) zombies. Go ahead, because in the end, one thing I can promise you, and you better remember, the criminal felony fox was the name on that Hall of Fame, but one thing that you better deposit in your tiny mind is I am the queen of every damn thing. You will not be victorious. Well, I've beat you so many times. One more time is not going to make a difference to me. So you put this feather in your hat, Missy. I am on a run in the UWF to take it over. And with the help of Johnny B. Bad and the enforcer, Frank the Tank, again, I will be running the UWF. And just like these silly fans, there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. And sooner or later, I finally, after three years, coaxed the criminal Felony Fox out of retirement. I coaxed you out of retirement because I want you for myself. Some men won't look at a woman and smack them in the face. But when I look at you, Felony Fox, I don't see a woman. I see a lioness who is a beast in the ring. So it won't bother me a bit to get you in the ring one-on-one myself and slap that red hair right off the top of your head. Yeah. Well, don't think for one second that I will have any mercy whatsoever. You're a manager, Scott Diamond. I am and will now forever be a wrestler. I am a professional wrestler. I don't care if I hang retirement on my wall, Hall of Fame on my wall, or anything of the like. I am what I am, and you will not beat me. You will not. And every time, well, the couple of times that you have been victorious, it's because you bought your way out of it. You don't have a check big enough to write your ass out of this one. Let well, me interject. Don't forget. Go ahead, Mr. Wing. Let me interject something here, Scott Diamond. I have a very powerful friend. He is a... He he likes to wear a red mask and some black stars and everything. And um, beginning of the year, he's at, he was actually at the Hall of Fame show. But the beginning of the year, he's coming back full time. And I I can already tell you that uh, my my powerful friend is going to be on the side of Cujo and Felony Fox. So the Diamond Cartel may want to watch out. Just saying. The Diamond Cartel will fall. Well, let me tell you, Mr. Wing, as Miss Fox already knows, everybody has a price including the mass superstar. I know that's who you're referring to. And let me tell him, because mm-hmm. I know he's listening, let me tell him as I tell everybody, friends don't pay the bills. Scott Diamond pays the bills. So when he comes back the first of the year, I'll crack that wallet, as Miss Fox said, and he, like everyone else, will fall to all the dead presidents that I carry around with me. Turn uh-huh. him off. Just hang I, up I on him. <laughs> I appreciate you calling in tonight and hope all is well. Have a good one. Hang up Mr. on Wing, him. It is always a pleasure to be on Off the Rail Radios, and I said last week, if you want to know what's going on on the local wrestling scene, right here is the place to do it. Miss Fox, I'll be seeing you soon, and believe this, girl, I have a big, big, big 
surprise for you, October 5th. I can't wait. <laughs> you admit, admit you're a woman? Surprise us all. All right, I, I, I've cut them off. I, I had to do it. Oh, um, my goodness. I was afraid uh, Blog Talk might get mad at me with all this oh, threats of violence and whatnot. We got, I got a little heated. I'm sorry. He gets my blood pressure okay. up. He gets me in the okay. guy. Um, I got another caller on the air, and I have a feeling that you really know who this is. Uh, he is the number one felony Fox fan in the world. At least that's what he tells me. He's called into every show I've ever had, and Andrew Browning, you Andrew. are on the air, my brother. Hello, Felony. How are you? I am fantastic, Andrew. How are you? Well, I just heard over Scott Diamond's little rant, or as his little rant called a diamond cartel, whatever that is. Yeah, I'm gagging on it. He just had to interrupt you. You're the queen of every damn thing. Amen, brother. And uh, I have a question slash surprise for Mr. Scott Diamond and for you, Felony. Okay. Uh, Someone would make a queen of every damn thing t-shirt instead of Diamond Cartel. I would love that. That would be fantastic. I was going to try to interrupt Scott Diamond, but I guess he already ran off with this little uh, cartel and stuff. Right. Yeah, the the cartel is shrinking by the day. And uh, as many checks as he writes, he just can't seem to get one over on the queen. Try as he may. Regardless, in the end, yeah, he may have won his little 30-day GM status, but uh, in the grand scheme of the five years that the Queen's been ruling the kingdom of Georgetown, I'm victorious, and that's the way it's going to stay. So let him keep writing checks. It's not going to do him any good, and I promise you that at some point in the very near future, I will be face-to-face with Scott Diamond, as well as his little Weasley cartel. Well, you know, one more thing, Felony. You're the the GM to me. Thank you, Andrew. I thank you so much. I really appreciate the support that you give to the UWF. And above that, I really appreciate the support that you give to the Queen because I do truly adore my loyal subjects. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. And I made a status about the, the other day. I didn't know if you've say, seen it or not yet. So I actually did see that today, and we are oh, looking forward okay. to seeing you guys. Let's tear it up. I, I would like that. I'd like to get with Scott Diamond and hit him in the face. Oh, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> Brother, just set your clock and do the countdown. It's coming. Now, you know I'll be there for Sunday night, too. I know you will, brother, and I can't wait to see you. All right. All right. You have a thank good you, Andrew. All right, you too, Felony. You too, Tom. Andrew, Andrew, thank you for calling in, buddy. Enjoy the rest of Monday Night Raw. Uh, I will. All right, that was Andrew Browning, as always. Very gracious, very cool kid. Gotta love uh, that guy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, I guess that does it. Do you have anything else you would like to add, Felony, before we sign off for the night? I would just like to add, uh, in conclusion to what you've already said, thank you so much to the fans that have supported us all these years. Thank you to the wrestlers that believe in what it is that we're trying to do and continuing to uh, perpetuate that and giving the fans 150%. Um, We love you all, and we're going to keep doing what we do as long as you guys love it, support it, and continue to buy the tickets to come and see UWF Live. Nothing else like it in the state. Amen. And, um, in about 
four months. I should be coming up to Georgetown very regularly. Uh, I Can't wait. Too, I too many fly-by-nighters. And, and one more thing I do want to add that, that mm-hmm. maybe I didn't touch on before, um, to all the naysayers and the negativity that's out there that tries to put a nasty propaganda message out there against the UWF, if you're not here anymore, it's because you couldn't cut it, you weren't needed, and you weren't wanted. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Well, Felony, I, I thank you for being, once again, my always gracious co-host for tonight. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it both times. Thank you, Tom. Um, you have a good rest of the night, and I will get with you on the link for the uh, pod, the transcript of tonight. That way, we can get more people to listen to, listen to it and possibly break Scott Diamond's record. Definitely only- do that. And, and to all of the Queen's loyal subjects, please help me completely assassinate his record. He's nothing. All he has the ability to do is write a check that his butt can't cash. Um, give me a second, and I will give the total his total tally that he has. He had seventy nine live listens that listened in on when. How when many live came. listeners did I have? The last time, at live listens, but you had in the fifties. But I'm talking total listens. This is not okay. only live listens, but downloads. He had seventy nine. Oh. You had more. You had more archive listens where people went back and downloaded it. But he had right. more live listeners, so that's kind of where he beat you. And he's had oh. 76 downloads. All right. Well, it's temporary. He, he has, he's he got you beat by 10 listens. He's oh, got 155. Geez. So we need to get geez. this podcast because I'm not going to add, obviously, these podcasts on top of your last one because that really wouldn't be fair. But 155 listens is what's needed to break it. And he broke it in – a span of a week, over the period of a week, and of course, you know. Yeah, but I, I wasn't online like, begging for listeners like he was either. There's just a genuine interest in me. Yeah, and you was, and honestly, you was on one of my earlier shows when my numbers were still climbing. So you know right. that was episode six. This is episode eleven. Um, right. Well, so, keep me posted, Tom. I'd like I to will. know how badly I beat him out. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Have a good night. You too. All right, and that was Felony Fox. And before we go off the air tomorrow night, I have a double header this week. Tomorrow night at at I want to say it's eight p.m. I had a brain fart there. I have Eddie Allen with the UWA out of Indiana, whose UWA Throwdown has recently been premiered on TV opposite of Ohio Valley Wrestling, and he is going to be on tomorrow with us to discuss the challenges and how it and how it hard it is in this day and age to get on TV. And I hope everybody tunes into on Off the Rails Radio tomorrow. I want to thank Felony Fox, Andrew Browning, and Scott Diamond for calling in tonight. And this has been another episode, another successful episode of Off the Rails Radio. Hi, you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, I need an update. Haircut? No, my jeans, they're outdated. Run to Old Navy for tons of new jean styles on sale right now. Old Navy? Yes, try the new Rockstar 24-7. Now with more stretch and comfort than ever, you can feel and look fabulous. Plus, all jeans for the whole family are on sale up to 50% off, starting at $15 for adults and from $10 for kids. Up to 50% off all jeans? Yep, say hi to new denim at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. It's a date. New jeans at Old Navy. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 810 to 823. Excludes clearance. Thank you.
Celebrate the summer at Cold Stone Creamery with our new confetti cupcake ice cream. It's the ice cream with the party mixed right in. Made with edible rainbow glitter and frosting, it'll make your summer extra sweet. Try it in our party like a cupcake creation. Confetti cupcake ice cream mixed with Kit Kat, rainbow sprinkles, yellow cake, and cake batter frosting. Taste the new confetti cupcake ice cream. Available for a limited time only at Cold Stone Creamery. Making fresh batches of ice cream in every store. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.